0: Back to the view, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. Sorry, I just breathed into the mic. I apologize <laughs> That's for everybody. Okay. I thought it was a stalker. Just inhaled. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, too close. Yeah, I got to put your mask back on, you man. If I you're know. gonna be breathing all over everything. <laughs> well, it's good to see you, my friend. I'm glad to be in here for another week and get Same another here. show put down um i just want to thank first of all before we get started all the new patrons it seems like the last couple weeks guys have been signing on i don't know if that's because of the narrow road or guys are just man finding the show at different times and deciding they want to support either way we thank you no matter what the reason is embarrassing stories yeah they could (laughs) yeah they could be gluttons for punishment that's right (laughs) but no i want to say thank you to uh gary and matt ryan brian joseph carlos scott joe and brian those are some of the new ones that came in this week. Um, guys, I hope you're enjoying the extra content. We really appreciate your support. If you don't know what, uh, being a patron is, what that means is you can go to patreon.com or you can go uh, slash pew ministries, or you can go to just a guy the and click support. There's different levels there where you can support the show. This is part of a 501 C three in pew ministry. So it's a donation, but you get, uh, options of different levels. You want to sign up from $5 up to whatever you want. And there's different levels of things. So you get gifts. You know, at ten dollars, you get the metal uh, koozie with the the logo on it. At twenty five dollars, you get um, the the uh, stoneware mug that's that's handmade. It's a beautiful mug. There's all the way up to Columbia fishing shirts. You know, um, so there's tons of gifts that you get for being a patron. But you also get access to extra content. Uh, you know, we just did a video, or a interview with uh, Matthew Leonard that's going to come out in a couple of days. There'll be some extra exclusive for that. Um, We've done some with Jason Everett, Father Larry Richards, uh, Dr. Bob Schutz, Bill Donahue, and there's more to come. So you get extra stuff in content uh, from those interviews, but you also get the deeper dives that I do on a weekly basis into the topics. Uh, that we talk about on the podcast that we always don't have time to cover and go into those a little bit deeper so you get access that, to that as well but there's something new you're gonna to get too we just added a $20 level and a lot of guys I want to say thank you to them too they've raised their level up from five or ten dollars or whatever they were giving to 20 and uh, what that allows is now for that them and, and anyone who wants to join at that level to get uh, involved in the narrow road program which we have coming out in March uh, we're going to be talking about that some more in a few weeks, but guys, it's a, just to put it simply, it is a simple tool to help you follow Christ more in your life. It's something that's going to show up to your door every week, or, or excuse me, every month, the week before the month rolls, and it's going to walk you through a different virtue for 30 days. It's going to give you an opportunity to really practice that virtue in the four main relationships of your life, being that with God, with your spouse, with your kids, and with your neighbor. Um, You're going to be able to read the gospel. The, The actual USCCB gospel readings are in there every day. So you don't have to worry about carrying a bunch of stuff with you. It's right there in the book. So you have no excuse not to read the gospel every day. It's right in front of you and you're gonna be able to, to to listen to what God has to say to you with it and write down your own thoughts. So it's not what is Father Mike Schmitz or Father, you know, uh, Bishop Barron or John Edwards or anyone else saying to you about the gospel, but what is God saying to me about the gospel? It invites you into that relationship to where you're listening to him and you're receiving what he wants that message to be and do in your life. Then you also have a uh, every day an opportunity to live out that virtue, whether it's charity, humility, patience, temperance, any of these things. You can mark down where you're living that in those relationships in your life every day. Also has the opportunity to grace chart in it. It's one of the things that guys are loving. It's not a commitment. So many times as guys, we can get overwhelmed, right? You you go out and you want to change your life and you pick up a book that's like the 58 steps to following Jesus Christ in your life each and every day. And every one of us goes, I'm going to get that. in about right. two days in, you go, man, this is too much. And we put it down. So we made this simple. And we even the opportunities for grace chart is simple stuff. It's things like daily mass, adoration, confession, time with my wife, time with my kids, um, a Sunday mass, narrow road work, things that you can easily check off in your life. They're not commitments. They're opportunities. God wants to grace, give you grace through these things. So it's up to you how much you want to receive, but it also helps you keep up with what you're doing in your spiritual life. So many times get, guys get negative, and we say, okay, uh, I'm not as good as him, or I'm not doing what I should be, or I'll never be the Christian I'm called to be. And you know now this is a chance for you to go back and, and actually mark down the things you're doing. And you may find out in the first week, I prayed every morning, I gave my day to God every single morning last week. I spent five out of seven nights with my kids and my wife. I went to daily mass once last week, whatever it is. But now you look at the positive instead of the negative and you start focusing on growing that, right? and then you're living a different virtue in your life, by the time we're done with this, you're going to go through a ton of virtues and practice them in your life, not for one hour, but for every day for a month, and you're going to start learning to make them habits and live this in your life instead of vice. So you get that if you become a $20 patron. So guys, just I hope that you'll consider that. We're going to send it to your front door, like I said, at the last week of every month, so you're ready to start the next month. We're also going to have videos that go along with it for me on the virtue itself, and then each and every week. So, if you want to use it in a men's group or a, a small group or, or something you have going on at the parish, you can do that as well. But all of that can be found at Patreon.com/PewMinistries or at just a guy on the Pew.com, uh, and you can click support there. Hope you guys will join, and for you that already have, thank you so much. We're excited to get it out to you. So, anyway, we're going to jump into the show. And you know, Victor, one of the cool things about today's show is it was actually suggested by a patron. Uh, that's another cool thing when you're a patron, you have you know access to the Facebook group and all that stuff. And a lot of times we ask people, what are you dealing with? What do you want to hear about? And actually the person that suggested it to start with was Deacon Jeff. He said, John, you know, I, I hear a lot of people that talk to me as a deacon about repetitive sin, and that's something that would be interesting. Well, several other guys wound up reaching out and uh, and just private messaging me and saying, yeah, I want to I want to know about that. I'm dealing with one or several in my life. So you know, I started thinking about that and when we could do that show. Well, this morning I was at mass and you know here it is today. It's Monday and we've you know this morning you had um, the reading about the uh, garrison demonic and I'm probably just slaughtered that word. I never say it right, but it's about the man who was possessed outside of that yeah. town and he was possessed by legion had the two thousand uh, demons in him. And which which Jesus shows up after he's coming across the sea there, and no one could cast this stuff out. The guy was chained, and because he was harassing people, was and they there, basically he terrified of them, yeah, yeah, they basically right. isolated him from everybody else. But because of the things he was possessed with, he broke the chains, and he was continuing to harass everybody that was going around. And it says nobody could do anything about it. Well, Jesus shows up and winds up casting the demons out into the swine, two thousand of them. That's how many demons this guy had in him. And then they go off the cliff, and and we know the rest of the story. Jesus sends him home to his family, and and he wants to come with Jesus to be a disciple, mm-hmm. but he says, no, go home to your family and preach to the Gentiles of what's happened to you. Well, there's a line in there that I read this morning that really made me think about repetitive sin. I was thinking about what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Well, Deacon Jeff had mentioned this, and then I read you know the Gospel, and this line here, night and day, among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. That was talking about the demonic there, the the you know, where he was saying they were saying that no matter what, he was just so tormented, he was crying out, he was beating himself. We've all been there, right? And I'm not saying that being possessed as this man was is the same thing as right. as being uh, falling to repetitive sin. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. The possession is way worse. But what I am saying is this line made me think about how many times in my life that I've had repetitive sin, and how helpless it can make me feel? How I beat myself up and shame myself, and and make myself feel like I, I I'm not worth anything, and I never can beat this thing. Uh, you feel miserable, right? Yeah. 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 So it just made it gave me that image, and I thought, this is we're going to do that show today. So you know that's what we're going to talk about, and it just it reminds me so often, as I said a minute ago, about just how long I've struggled with that, with things like that in my life, and just how helpless you can feel. Um, you know the, the thing is, it can make you feel like you don't have a choice at some point. That was one of the worst things that ever bothered me. Was I remember thinking in some of my repetitive sins that that I don't have a choice anymore. This is just what I do. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I eventually, as everybody knows, worked myself into an addiction. Now that was something that came from a long time of repetitive sin, not something that just was just immediately happened because of the repetitive sin. It's because I was doing it over and over again. You know, but the thing is we do have a choice. You know, you can't sit there and tell yourself, "Why, I try to resist it. I'm just going to fall to it." Those are things I used to say. I'm going to put on a good show like I'm not going to do these things, but in the end, I know I'm going to fall to watching pornography tonight when everybody goes to bed. Or I know I'm going to wind up doing a line of cocaine when everybody goes to bed. Or I know I'm going to drink 10 beers tonight before it's all said and done. I can put up this beside, but I know really what's going to happen. We've convinced ourselves with that repetitive sin that we, are, 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 we can't do anything about it, that we're helpless. But what we find out in the Catechism, and I, you know, I found this today in 1853, is, is the passage, the root of sin is in the heart of man, in his free will, according to the teaching of the Lord. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander, these are what defile a man. But in the heart also resides charity, the source of good and pure, pure works, which sin wounds. So if you look at that first part, it says the root sin is in the heart of man in his free will. It's telling us that we do have power mm-hmm. and a choice over that sin. It may not feel like it when we're in the middle of doing the same thing again and again. When you feel like that man that was possessed out on the hillside, isolated and alone and separated from everybody else because of your sin and the shame and the guilt that come along with it. But it says right here in the catechism that we're taught that it has to do with our free will. That we're not somewhere locked in a prison without a choice. We always have a choice in our life and what we're going to do. Well, you said the root of sin is,
1: also, is in the heart, but also the root of virtues in the heart of man yeah. as well. And that's the difference. The virtue and sin always are at, at each other's odds because virtue gives graces and, and gives presence to God in your life, and sin diminishes God in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the selfish track we take. But the thing is, we said this before, right? Where the nutrients come from the root is how you live your life. Mm-hmm
0: no you're exactly right and the thing is like even paul struggled with this right mm-hmm. you see it in, in romans seven nineteen. you know he says for i do not do the good i want but the evil i do not want is what i do and he actually says that before in 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 uh, verse 16 and he's talking about the struggle like that we have the struggle of the flesh and the struggle of the mind my mind wants to follow god my flesh wants to follow sin right it wants to sin and so he talks about those things that it's a struggle that we all have to deal with, mm-hmm. but it's not a struggle that we can't win. It's not a struggle that you don't have hope in. Uh, you know, we can convince ourselves of that so many times where we we just sit there and go, "Why should I resist?" and all those things like we've talked about. But in the end, we have that choice and we have that power that we receive from Christ. And if we don't start to use these things, and we're going to talk about how to how to hopefully help you in this, you know, towards the end of the show. But if we don't start to to realize that we have that choice, then sins start becoming repetitive. Like, nobody starts off being a repetitive sinner, right? You have to do it again and again and again to get there. It's not like you do it once, you're like, oh, I'm a repetitive sinner. No, Mm -hmm. it's something that you continue to give into. And I remember in college, you know, I was like, well, I'm gonna do this cocaine and it's it's not gonna be a problem, I'm just gonna do it this once. And then it was again, and then it was again, and then it was again. And it became repetitive and I was choosing to do this, even though I knew I shouldn't, even though I felt bad, but it became repetitive and then it went from a repetitive sin eventually into an addiction, which is a different thing. But th- that's where this leads us. In fact, the catechism in, in 1865, it says this, sin creates proclivity to sin. It engenders vice by repetition of the same acts. This results in perverse inclinations which cloud conscience and corrupt the concrete judgment of good and evil. Thus, sin tends to reproduce itself and reinforce itself, but it cannot destroy the moral sense at its the moral sense at its root. So here you're, here's what this is warning us: is that these sins that we get into and we don't think are a big deal, we start to do them over and over again, and it engenders us to vice, right? Like you said a minute ago, mm-hmm. there's room for virtue and vice in the heart. It's like that that tale the the American the Native American tale with the two wolves. You know, whichever one's going to win is the one you feed. It's the same thing here, that so often we look at sins as not a big deal or not a big thing. They're venial. I can just go to confession, get rid of it. But if you're not actually renouncing the sin, if you're not actually doing something about it, other than seeking mercy and forgiveness, then you're going to find yourself getting into vice. And vice is what winds up leading to addiction and all of these other things. That's the danger in that repetitive sin. So the bottom line is, and you mentioned this a second ago too, we've got to get to the root of it. You know, maybe you're a guy out here that feels like I have gone to confession over and over and over and over again and I continue to fail. Well, look, that doesn't mean you quit going. That's not an excuse to quit right. going. There's a reason that we continue to go to confession. There's a reason that if you're struggling with a repetitive sin, maybe you should think about going to the same confessor or spiritual director or something so that somebody can continue to work through this with you. Now, um, You said something about the fruit earlier, and that's exactly right. You know, we look at this, and Dr. Bob Schutz and I talked about it on the bonus episode, and I love the example he gave. He talked about a fruit tree, you know, and he goes, And we like to look at our sins as the fruit that's produced on the branches of the tree. So we walk up and we pick one off and we take it into confession and say, Here, I'm sorry for this. But then you go back, and there's more of them, Mm -hmm. and they've grown back. And they continue to grow back, and so each and every time we continue to go and pick that same apple off that tree, or a different one, but it's the same sin, and we continue to take it back to confession and say, well, why is this still happening in my life? Why is this apple, why is this sin, this apple, continuing to grow back? It's because you've got to get to the root of it. You know, so many guys go, well, I'm angry all the time, and I go to confession, and I confess my anger, but nothing ever changes. It's like, yeah, but have you gotten to the root of what's making you angry? Mm-hmm. You're confessing that you got mad and you screamed and yelled at your kids, or your wife, or you spoke, you know, you went off on somebody at work, and you're confessing, you're telling the story of how the sin played out in your life, but you're not getting to what caused it in the first place, and that's a common issue that I think a lot of us have. I found myself so many times going into confession and saying, well, Father, you know what, you know, it started like this, and I just got mad, and then this happened, and da-da-da-da-da, and I get my forgiveness, and I leave, and I'm thinking it's all better. But then I go back again with the same thing, because I never got to what happened. And so often I think that's how a lot of us spend our confessions, because we were looking for mercy and forgiveness. We're not looking for to truly renounce what right. it is that has caused what we're asking for forgiveness for. And and we ask for forgiveness when we go to confession of Christ
1: and, and the priest and persona of Christ Christ. Is Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, something I've thought about too, and like for instance, like, we love our mothers so much, so we would never embarrass ourselves in front of them, right? Sure. So let's bring the Blessed Mother not in here as well. Right, yeah, <laughs> not, not on purpose. purpose. <laughs> but, like, I'm gonna go say, hey, mom, come here. Watch me yell at this guy for no reason. Or let me go in, hey, mom, I'm looking at pornography. You wanna come watch? You know, you, we don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. So that would prevent us. Like, gosh, I don't want that to happen. I wanna share, you know, share that information. But, like, whenever you are tempted to do something that you know is a vice that you have mm-hmm. an issue with, ask the Blessed Mother to come in here and st- to your aid. Sure. Say, help me right now, Mother. I am in the midst of a crisis. Yeah. Don't be send this away from me. And and eventually that,
0: you keep calling upon her
1: because you don't want to have her see you do this. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and I get asked a lot by people like John, you know, it seems like every interview I do now, and we've done a lot, I've done a lot lately, you know, God's blessed us in that way to continue to get the ministry out there, but people always ask if there's a Q and A, well how do you keep from going back and doing the same things you were doing? How do you keep you know from watching porn and being impure? How do you keep from doing drugs? How do you keep from, and I would have to say that I learned through all that hardship that allowing the smallest sin in my life mm-hmm. allows in many more sins and allows it to become repetitive and eventually habitual and addictive and all these things and that's another thing from the catechism it says the re- the repetition of sins even venial ones because a lot of times we look at venial sins as like, eh, it don't matter yeah. right those are taken care of at mass when the priest uh asked us to confess our sins in the very beginning of mass you know there's a lot of misunderstanding of venial sins aren't that big of a deal but the thing is You know, you don't feel like a a pebble in your shoes that big of a deal until you walk around on it for a couple of days and you've got a sore on the bottom of your foot. Like that's the same way that these venial venial sins turn into bigger sins, turn into things that turn into larger problems. But it says here, you know, that even the venial venial ones engenders vices, among which are the capital sins. These are the doorway into the destruction of our lives. You know, when we allow ourselves to even sin in a little bit, and look, none of us are perfect. We're all going to sin. But when we don't try to 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 cut that sin off at its root, like we've said immediately, then it always has the opportunity to grow into our lives. It's like that what is that old uh, mythical Hydra or whatever in in Greek mythology? You cut off one head, another one comes mm-hmm. back, and another one, another one. Yeah. You actually have to you have to do that, and it actually works with sin, where you cut it off, and 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 get rid of it. Because if you don't one sin, if you keep allowing it to happen, if you if you allow this repetition or this habit to form in your life of this sin, then it's going to grow into other things. It's not just going to stay that one sin. You know, as I've said before, many a night sat there just doing a little drugs, and then it was drinking more beer, and then it was well, you know what? I'm just going to watch a little bit of pornography. Then it was every night all of those things. They it breeds into other things, and we're convincing ourselves, and we're fooling ourselves. If we don't think that those small things could turn into large things, that's how they start. As I said in the beginning, a repetitive sin isn't a repetitive sin once; it's doing it again and again and again, and opening the door to others.
1: And you can never contain it personally; it's going to spill into your your life, you know, your marriage, your family, your relationships, your work. Yeah. And that's the difference of of sinning the venial sin and then repetitive sin; it gets almost out of control to where you just can't shove it back in the box.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it's it's a terrible place to be. I mean. It, I know there's tons of guys out here that are sitting here right now, probably thinking, "This is where I'm going through. This is mm-hmm. where I'm going through, and I need help. I need, I need somebody to talk to me about like, what do I do?" We've talked about the issues of it, but now, you know, I want to, I want to try to shed some light on this and help some guys out here that are listening. Um, you know, the first I've talked about it a little bit earlier, um, you just got into it, the spirit, took me there a little bit earlier than I planned to go. But um, <laughs> confession, I just want to talk about that for a minute. If you're going to confession in any way that is a good thing right like do not feel bad about how you have been confessing or or what what way you've been going about that i'm just simply about to offer something else to look at i think that if you're struggling with repetitive sin you need to examine the way that we're approaching confessing the sin are we just going because we want mercy we want forgiveness we want to feel better in the moment or are we really renouncing the sin mm-hmm. because for me to say you know what? I'm going to go home after this and watch pornography and be impure with myself because I can always call Father Gio or Father Martel or somebody and go to confession and it'll be all better. But I don't. I know that. You know what? Tomorrow I can go back and do the same thing and go back to right. confession. It we're not. You're never renouncing the sin. We talked about that. If, if guys, if you want to hear more about this in detail about confession or um, uh, full repentance, true repentance, you can go back and check out those episodes. But. You have to re- actually renounce the sin. Changing the way that we admit the sin instead of telling a story about how you were angry um, and actually renouncing the the anger itself. Um, you know, what I tell guys a lot is you know, in Psalm 51, 12 is something you should always say um, if you're dealing with repetitive sin and it's something that you can say in the midst of it too. A clean heart create for me, God. Renew within me a steadfast spirit. You know, we could sit there and and repeat that in those times of struggle because that's what we're asking for. It's not just pornography or anything else. I want a clean heart, Lord, I want vice out of my life, period, and I want virtue to live there alone. So you know, we need to look at the way that we're going to confession. And if you're just going in there and, and telling the story of how it happened and just saying, okay, well, you're forgiven next, You really need to look at that because you're never going to address that root issue. You're going to dance around it. You're going to feel better in the moment. You're going to go home thinking, you know what, I'm great. And then two hours later, you're going to have that that temptation or whatever again and fall to it because you have not renounced it yet. And the part of renouncing it is it takes an act of the will. As we said in that first catechism reading, it said, it is in free will we have free will this means that the choice to continue to sin or not is up to us you may not feel like it is because the devil wants to put you in a in a vice you know squeezing you down where you feel like you have no options that it's so overpowering but the fact is you still have a choice even in that moment right even in that moment of 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 being on the edge of falling that sin you always have a choice um so we need to look at that And, and, and it also said here at the the end of that catechism passage, that that you have charity in your heart, the source of good and pure works. So you have that in your heart. You have it already to fight that vice and that repetitive sin with. Again, in the second reading, it said, but it cannot destroy the moral sense at its root. You are good because if you've been baptized, you have the Holy Spirit and you have Jesus Christ inside of you. And what that's saying there is you have that moral sense. You have the power of Christ. You know what is good. And you have the power to oppose the bad. You just have to choose to do it. Um, the next thing I would say is we have to depend on Christ. To take this back to the, to the uh, man that was possessed, in the beginning, if you look at that, it says Christ came across the sea and got out of the boat. Well, what happened right before that in the last chapter uh, chapter 4 of, of uh, Mark? At the end of chapter 4, Jesus was crossing the sea with the disciples, and that storm came up, right? And he got up and he said, be quiet. And he calmed it all. He even chastised as the disciples for being afraid. He's like, I'm in your boat. Don't forget like, I'm here. I'm man, the I'm, son of
1: God. I'm exhausted. I just want some sleep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why did
0: you wake me up? Why all are right. you scared? Look, and then so he he calms that storm. He calms the sea. He, he, he does all of that. He commands even the elements. And then he gets out over there and nothing anybody else can handle. This guy's got 2,000 demons in him who scared everybody. Jesus tells him, Be, get out. You're going. Get in the swine. Go. He... Jesus has the power to get rid of anything that we're fighting in our life. That's the point of what I'm trying to make. How many other issues did he deal with along the way where we see all that? Christ is the answer. You know, if we're trying to white-knuckle these repetitive sins by ourselves, we're never going to get through them. You're going to tell yourself, well, I'll get over it. I'll be better. No big deal. And you're going to find yourself back in that same place Right, That guy didn't start out with 2,000 demons, I don't think. I think he was possessed by one, and then another, and then another, and then another, and then he was so bad he couldn't help himself. And he was in that place we talked about, about beating himself and crying out for help. How many of us are in that place right now? And what saved him? Jesus Christ. Jesus showing up and saying, I can do what you can't do by yourself. And as men, we have that hard head, and we think, I can do this on my own, I don't need anybody else or anything, and that is not the truth. So guys, like confession, you need to go in there and confess the way that we've talked about. Really go in with the the intent of I'm going to renounce this sin with the, the purpose and the fortitude of I'm done with this. I'm done with this, I may fall again but I stand right now saying I'm done and it's gonna take a hell of a lot more every time that I come out of here to make me fall to this. So you've got to have that confession and that act of the will. If you get that right, and then you put the rest of it on Christ, saying, I'm making my mind up, Jesus, that I want to be a better man for you, that I want to get past all this stuff in my life, I'm not going to follow this anymore, but I know I need you. I can make my mind up, but at the end of the day, the person that is going to save me, the person I need to ask for help, is from you, your Father, the Blessed Mother, as you pointed out, and of course, the Holy Spirit. So guys, if you're struggling with this, Look, we've talked about vice in this. We've got the narrow road coming out in a month. I know it's not an end all be, all, be all, save all, but if you're a guy that wants to eliminate repetitive sin and vice and all this other stuff in your life, you got to start practicing the opposite of it. you got to start living virtue in your life and allowing God to really work in it in a different way. So you can find that narrow road at uh, Patreon like we talked about. and hope you guys will sign up and enjoy it. So, all right, guys, remember, you have all the opportunities in the world to do the wrong thing, but you have the same number of opportunities to do the right thing as well. Make a good confession, make an act of the will, and call on Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, the presence of sin is always going to be a part of our life. Some sins are going to rear their ugly heads more often than others. Remind us that we always have a choice of whether or not we give in to them. And Father, in our times of struggle with repetitive sin, Help us to actively choose the good and to always depend on your strength to do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.